Welcome to Force Lore Comics, your weekly update to the Star Wars universe as depicted in the Marvel comic books. Join your hosts Jim and Tim as they recap the releases of the previous week. For more in-depth talks about Star Wars, Jim and Tim can also be found on Our Certain Point of View, a Star Wars and Mandalorian podcast. Force Lore Comics and Our Certain Point of View are fan-based podcasts and have no affiliations with Disney, Lucasfilm, Marvel, or any of their subsidiaries. So who are these guys protecting the train? Because they are awesome. Um, they're Imperials. No, they're not. These guys are, like, awesome. The guy has, awesome like, the shields Imperials? built into his gauntlet. Like, the steel shields. I thought it was an Imperial transport of... Uh... The transport might be, but the people they're fighting against are not Imperials. That's a good question. I thought they were. Imp- I thought they was. I thought they were in uh, like some crazy stormtrooper uniforms. No, they they've got like these awesome masks. Yeah, yeah. Go back and watch it. They got these cool cloaks on. They look almost like they're out of Mad Max. This is 100% staying in the show. All right, everybody. Hello there. Welcome to Force Lore Comics. I'm Tim. And I am Jim. Yeah. Um, we are yeah. doing something new here, and I, I think this week we're going to actually publish in, in two places uh, just to make sure everything is clear and, and ready. But, you know, we talked a lot about it, and Force Lore Comics is a, a, a true offshoot of our certain point of view. Uh, which is our primary podcast, and it's a Star Wars podcast. That's I'm what it Jim. is. That is Jim, uh, and we're we're talking about the comic books here on the Force Lore Comics. But to have two separate shows running, um, you know, which we were trying to go for kind of a long show and a short show, but it really seems to make more sense to us for to, for everything to just fall under um, our certain point of view. So this would exist, yeah, um, between episode seventy one and seventy two of our certain point of view. And it'll be called Force Lore Comics Episode 4. At some point, we're going to add in Episodes 1 through 3, um, which was supposed to be this week. But now that we've made the official announcement, I'll, uh, I'll have to hold myself to it because it's out there. And, and you know, our thousands and thousands and thousands of all five of our listeners. Now we have more than that. But, we, you know, for all of you out there, um, <laughs> you know, you'll... Uh, You'll know that they're going to be there as well, and I'll have to do it now because I've I've told you I'm going to, and that is something I have to hold true. Good. You got to get on it, Tim. I'll tell you what, do it, and I'll get you an air fried Oreo. How does that sound? Ooh, yeah, air fried Oreos. Those are those are tasty. Those are tasty. I right? wouldn't know. I've just seen pictures of them on social media. Yeah, <sighs> that's related to you. Yeah, it is. Anyway, That's a good time. what are we talking about tonight? Uh, we're talking what about. What are comic we doing? Books. Do we get new? What's what's our format? I, I get confused. Yeah. So, four sort of comics. We're talking about comic books. I got to tell you, I learned a lot, and yeah. I thought I knew my, uh, and I I do know my uh, my Star Wars, but this comic book stuff has really very much broadened my knowledge and uh, you know added a lot of depth. It's so. Did cool. you say the date already? I totally zoned out. <laughs> I was thinking about those Oreos. Yeah, you jumped in with Oreos, and everything <laughs> kind of went wonky. Um, so we are living under well, our certain is. point of view now, so you'll hear us in both places just today. And then Four Store Comics is going to uh, that the the separate at the separate 
uh, wholly owned subsidiary gonna, of our certain point of view. Yeah, it's, it's going to fall away as a separate podcast. You'll just go to our certain point of view. Yeah. Anywho, uh, we are. Yeah, today is March twenty fourth, so we're reviewing. Uh, it's a Wednesday. It is a Wednesday. We're reviewing Bounty Hunters. Uh, the original plan was Bounty Hunters number ten, but number ten is part of a story arc called the Terminus Gauntlet, uh, which spans yeah. issues number eight, nine, and ten. Uh, so we're going to yeah. talk about all three of those um, fairly briefly, but just kind of give an idea of what's going on in the in the bounty hunter side of things in between episodes five and six of the Skywalker saga. Um, so in between Empire and, yeah, and Return the of the Jedi. Yeah. So that's uh, kind of what's going on. Yeah. 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 Our primary... Uh, Technically, this is actually part of it. It overlaps with the end of Empire because this is taking place at the same time that Luke is getting his new hand put on. Um, so uh, there is, it's actually overlapping. Some of it. It's all in the... It's hard to tell. Well, the old stuff is. This is happening just after that. Um, yeah. So, this, so Luke went to his second-hand store. Yeah, he did. Um, so in the Star Wars <laughs> comics, and we've, we've been talking a bit about that, if you haven't read those, in the Star Wars comic books, yeah. um, Commander Zara is attacking and... Uh, basically, she's gotten the codes for the rebels, and she's going after the fleets after they split. After they left Hoth, yep. each of the um, divisions went in different places, and she's been hunting them down. Um, and that comes up in these books, which is cool because yeah, it all I got, has that, that tie-in. Uh, yep. If we hadn't done the Star Wars comic books, uh, yeah, I wouldn't have known what the heck they were talking about. So that was really cool that they mentioned why the rebels can't communicate and all that, and yep. how the codes are stolen and all that so once again we are all right uh, but news let's yeah, do news well i'm doing our uh where we are we're all over the place um we really really yeah, want you to to reach out to us give us a give us a like give us a follow give us a review give us a hit that that subscribe we are working on getting the youtube channel up and running that is um uh something that is really really important and now that we're 70 something episodes into our certain point of view it's just a daunting task that i have to people to pe- set people want to know what jim looks like um i'm jim well i wasn't planning on the video <laughs> people but yeah we, we'd like to do that as well um hey, we're working we on gotta that, give the audience what they found want on facebook um far far away our galaxy yeah, is can. is our page we have a, a Star Wars group that we that we run, which is the primary one, which is our certain. Point you can of see view. my old motorcycle. Yeah, for positive Star Wars. Um, any conversation yeah. about motorcycles on Twitter today? Speaking of Twitter, uh, currently we have two Twitter handles. Uh, the, again, the primary that we use is at our certain view. That's where we're at. Um, so you'll see yeah. a lot of stuff on there. I primarily talk about, um, and for the most part, I'd say you know Jim works a lot of our Facebook. I work a lot of our our Twitter. So if you're you're on one of those, you're likely hearing from that person I just mentioned. Um, that's how just kind of how we've we've shared the responsibilities of getting in touch with people. Um, mm. Yeah, sometimes and other times we yeah. switch on and off <laughs> to do other things. But uh, so I mentioned that on Twitter too because said, what's your favorite uh, vehicle? And I said my favorite vehicle is uh, the motorcycle that exists in a galaxy far, far away. It's just speeder, speeder bike. Yeah. 
Uh, I think we've talked. Yeah, about I got a new before. motorcycle yesterday, Tim. I got a new motorcycle yesterday. Yeah, you did. Yeah. If you so for those of you who follow our certain point of view, um, we've had different covers for it, but the one that I've been too lazy to change is a picture of my bike because it's a red five motorcycle. I did a little motif on it, but now I got a new bike. I think I'm going to do a Mandalorian theme on this one. Yeah, yeah. I'm so excited. Yeah, and yeah. I still have red five. So but, while um, we're talking about uh, because boop. that's news, yes. Yeah. Well, no, that it is it. That was, that's all I had. It's awesome. It's yeah. awesome. I'm excited. We're gonna get out <laughs> riding again soon and send. Uh, yeah, we are. Send out pictures and podcasts from I don't know 50 miles up the road or whatever. It's gonna be awesome. Um, so uh, on Twitter today, there was someone that just said this, and I liked it um, because what you're going to see on Twitter a lot is just uh, we'd like to celebrate Star Wars and just have fun with Star Wars because that's really what we're here for. And if people are, are nasty or mean or ugly about Star Wars, then, well, we just make sure that they don't, they don't exist on here. Um, we, you know, we'll block people and <laughs> hide them away and just go, yeah, if you want to be mean, you could dislike it. I don't have problems with disliking something, but... It's when you go after somebody else for liking it, and, or you know, whatever. That's we don't yeah. like that. We're, uh, we're positive. We're like here the for sequels, the fun of it. That sort of thing. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. And that's um, actually the shout out that I was going to give. And I don't know anything about this guy um, apart from this single post, but it was enough for him to earn a shout out on here because I liked it. Um, so his Twitter handle is at the Goldman twenty five, and he just said, "Just remember, the Star Wars movie you dislike the most changed someone else's life forever. That's why this is the best franchise ever." Um, Good. Yeah. So yeah, just, uh, I like it. It was cool. I told him, I was like, hey, you're getting a shout out for this because that's awesome. Um, I like it. Obviously not talking about The Last Jedi, but yes. Yeah, <laughs> just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, and actually, <laughs> I, and I'll tell you this, he is talking about The Last Jedi, I think. Um, I kind of clicked on his Twitter page and a lot of his conversations <laughs> are about The Last well, Jedi. He's definitely and that's talking. And that's fine. People, you know, that like different things know and and they know why movies are stronger than other movies. Um, why the? I mean, the yeah. original trilogy is stronger than the others in certain ways. The prequels uh, are stronger. It's like music. In in you have a, a song. Oh, you yeah, have a song that speaks to you, and you can't wait to play it for your friend. And then they're they're not like even paying attention. The movies are the same way. Like sometimes they just speak to you, and who knows why. Um, so yeah, and with an audience base the size of Star Wars, then yeah, the Last Jedi it surely has tens of millions of fans. It takes um, it takes one line. It takes one line sometimes. You think, you think that's a lot? Tens of millions, or do you think it's just millions? I'd say it's probably... I'd be curious to know how many people have seen Star Wars, like the franchise. Huh. Um, now that Disney Plus is Have worldwide. they sold more than Big Macs? <laughs> anyway. Um, so we're here to talk about yeah. Bounty Hunters. Um, well, so we're gonna jump you had some it. news you didn't mention about the cartoons coming to oh, uh, Disney+. Plus. Yeah, we're... We're looking. Yeah, that's, um, that's I why I kept going news. I was thinking about the the end. Like I had it there, but I was thinking about the end, kind of a lead into what we're going to do in our certain point of view. But um, the, right it looks like, and again, I'm seeing it from better sources now. Uh, we originally mentioned this on our, our regular episode, uh, but the and I, we don't know exactly how to pronounce this, but the the Gennady, uh, Tartakovsky Clone Wars from 2003 yes. looks like it is coming to. Disney Plus on April 2nd. Um, Which has either... the greatest... Yeah? Huh? 
Um, I was going to say the greatest costume in Star Wars history comes yes. from the Gennady, yes. and that's the Obi-Wan uh, armor, clone, where he's I've wearing clone wanting, armor with Jedi robes. I've been wanting to to, to cosplay that and, and create that armor and that set for a long time. Yeah. Now that this is going to become more widespread, more people are going to... It's okay. I don't mind. I could go to a con and have 30 people all wearing the Obi-Wan outfit, and we could all just stand there and rock it out together. I'd be fine with that. I think it'd be a cool picture. Um Hopefully it happens you after see, we don't have to wear masks. Tim actually does bear a bear a resemblance to to the you and McGregor Obi Wan a little bit, so he can pull this look off. I am more of a. It's like a uh, slightly. I'm you know, I think I look like a slightly older. older um, <laughs> you know, not not quite as pretty as you and McGregor, but he might actually be older than I am. <laughs> He is older than you are, but you 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 can pull that look. I uh, for a while there, when I was had the long hair, I could almost get the Qui Gon, but not quite. I'm too big for that. Okay. He's uh, <laughs> but let's not talk about our physical appearance anymore. Uh, let's talk about uh, older than me. How does he look so much younger? All right, you know what? Yeah, I was about to say. I think he's older than I am. Um, <laughs> Good for you. Yeah. Hello there. And I'm, um, I'm, <laughs> hello there. Uh, yeah, and he's getting in shape. So the Tartakovsky, the last samurai, or the last samurai, what was the Samurai Jack uh, artist? Uh, yeah, if you hadn't seen him, well, now might be your chance of them the coming to Disney Plus. In, uh, sure. Uh, okay. Um, he draws a lot of Kit Fisto doing force bubbles underwater, which is awesome. I'm, d- um, I'm, just, I'm just still seeing some red over here. Oh, I, that was code talk from talking to them. Um, we're speaking in code. Yeah, we are. Um, do you have any other news? Now you mentioned we've been doing, the we're, caravan we're of courage. Some odd episodes in. Hey, quiet down, Jim. Um, <laughs> there you go. Karen, do I, am I still redlining? No, no, no you're okay. Um, I was just talking. Okay. I redlined that time. Caravan of Courage with the Ewoks is, might be coming to... And that was a two... I don't remember what the... There's two of those movies. I don't remember which is the first one and which is the second one. And the, the Caravan of Courage got renamed, so it's even harder to remember which is which. That's what makes... And Tim thinks we should cover it. I We're going to we're gonna debate this. <laughs> That's going to be the episode. It'll be the debate over whether we cover it. <laughs> yeah, I'm throwing our, our dirty laundry out there. Throughout, um, throughout the debate, I'm going to talk about all the reasons we should cover it, which will in turn cover it, and it'll be fine. It's going to be a great episode. Um, and I'll just do my Cleveland impersonation now, now, yeah. now, now. <laughs> all, right. all right. We got any more news? Let's get into this. is supposed to be the short podcast. Yeah, this is a short one, and we got to talk about uh, the Terminus Gauntlet. Yeah, um, so credits. We have good names. I don't know what those those names all mean. Credits. Um, this book. I do know what the term. Uh, wow, you don't know what the term is. Gauntlet means. I don't know the term is gauntlet. So uh, good. I'm gonna. I'm excited. Ah, uh, I, I do. I do. I do. Let's get let's get through these yeah. guys, and we'll make that part of the story. Um, this is written right by Ethan Sachs. Ethan Sachs has done a number of things with Marvel, and he's done uh, three different. It looks like three different. I, I did some research on this because uh, I didn't recognize his name. Um, three different pieces on uh, Paolo? Star Wars. <laughs> no, Star oh. Wars. Um, just three different Star Wars books, is, is what I was trying to say. Um, so here at our certain point of view and Force Lore Comics, we forget the name Star Wars. Uh, yes, apparently. Uh, the Now, this is something I found interesting. The art was uh, by Paolo Villanelli, and the colorist was Arif Prianto. And, and Prianto we've seen quite a bit. 
But what I found interesting is the cover art. A lot of the issues we've been covering lately, the cover art is always done by somebody else. Like they outsource the cover art to a, a different artist. Yep. And in this case, Paolo Vi- uh, Villanelli and Arif Prianto did the cover art. So I just thought it was interesting that they... Nice. Um, I don't know if that is good or bad. Like, I don't know if, if I don't, I don't know the comic book world that well, if they're like, no, we're going to let you, you know, hold your whole artist piece. Or if they're like, eh, it's the bounty hunters one. It's not the main one. We're not going to out. I, like, I, I don't know where it comes from. Um, I'm curious to know as far as the cover art goes, it's awesome. Like I really like it the is cover gorgeous. art on each of these comic books. I like all the art throughout this. It yeah. this definitely had a, a McFarlane feel at moments with uh, Valence's character. Yes. Um, um, yeah, and a there, Terminator there's some feel. real dark, yeah, dark, scary moments yeah. in there. Um, and um, Prianto, yeah, I it love was, it was well done. I don't remember which books Prianto did um, that we talked about already. I'm going to look that up while we're in the middle of our conversation because I really like. I feel like it was the. Um, uh, oh, it was it's the Star Bad Wars podcast. books. Prianto's doing the Star Bad. Wars books. So yeah, I like um, I like Prianto a lot. I, that's just that's just me. I'm learning that, um, which is really cool. Like this is someone's craft that they they do the sketches of the drawings or the coloring to these images, and it really makes a difference in Star Wars comic books. And I'm really glad we're doing this podcast because I like. Appreciating these people's craft. Um, so, anyway, let's talk about the actual story because uh, I don't know. Maybe that's yeah. why people are here at this point. Yeah. Like, I should have just spent the four bucks and bought the comic book and read it. Uh, so, anyway, yeah. uh, here we go. Um, we're not going to do a whole lot of setup for this. This is issue eight, so issues one through seven. Uh, the first five, I think it was five issues. I'm trying to remember. It was one through four, one through five. Those first few. Um, kind of set up all the bounty hunters and had them kind of together. So you get to meet the characters and um, you started off with some characters that you knew and already had a relationship with like, yeah. Fett, um, who was running around with a carbonite package in the back with our favorite Han Solo. Yeah. Um, who seems to keep yep. coming up in these bounty hunters book, which is, kind of, it's, he's just a little like yeah. random side character throughout the bounty hunters books. Um, yep. Which is is interesting. They found a way to make Han Solo be in a story without him taking over the story. It's well, and that's that actually starts us with our storyline for 100%. episode eight. Is flash and all of these are issues eight, nine, and ten. They have flashbacks. They'll start with then, and then they'll say now. And in the then part, Han, that's when Han Solo was a cadet, yep. at, and Valence and Han Solo were cadets together. So that's some pretty cool stuff. And yeah. basically, they set up uh, Valence was his pilot. Uh, you know, he was like all gung ho for the Empire, and he was training with uh, Solo. And Solo ends up saving his life, despite the fact that the Empire left him for dead. Yep. I think that's their big takeaway yeah, from that. Out. I think that was important. And of course, the fact that Valence is like messed up. Uh, he loses, you know, major body parts and part of his face. And um, they're like, yeah, the empire's not going to pay to have you fixed. You're not, you're not worth having fixed. Um, so he's going to be a little upset. Yeah. And he even says, it, um, and we're, kinda, we're jumping ahead a little bit, but I think it's okay. Um, at some point he says here, I, I, you know, if we're not going to go with the general flow of the comic book here, cause I think it just, it works out better this way for the podcast, but, um, they even said it. He goes, "I've got some credits saved up. I can, I can pay for, um, 
the prosthetics and the whatever else I need. Like I can afford the surgery. Give me the surgery. I'm ready to get back in a tie, you know, back in a tie fighter, and I'm ready to get back to serving the empire. Like he is, he is all for the empire, and whoever the the commander captain guy in charge of him who's talking to him is yeah. he says you're an ex-cadet you're no longer a cadet you're no longer yeah. part of the imperial navy he says maybe you'll be good enough for the infantry which was really I'm like strange. wait a minute i was in the infantry well and, and beyond that <laughs> <Which> so, <I'm... laughs> and i guess that's the imperial's way of saying they're the ground troops are yeah, your expendable? fodder, your cannon fodder, as Megatron um, once said. Yep. But you would think a guy who's this, and I know that he he crashed, but a guy who's clearly as skilled as him, you'd want him in a Tie Fighter where he doesn't need his legs versus walking around without a well, leg. I know you put those robot legs on. That's gonna be awesome. Yeah, I mean it's just strange because he's a pretty tough dude. <laughs> like by the time he cybernets out, um, he's he's pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't like Valence, and uh, so back way back in issue one of the series, I, I was like, eh, I don't know who this guy is. I think he's kind of weird. He was yeah. more like a superhero character than a than a Star Wars character. But then by the time we were in these, I'm like, okay, I like this guy. Yep, that was that's that's what we got to. Um, and yep. I love that. Like I love when when stories can do that to me. So the should we tell the whole then story? Um, so that the, yeah, let's just do that, yeah, and then we'll talk it. about the now story. So yeah, he gets uh, basically straight away. Already talked about Han Solo ends up saving him. So he has his debt to Han Solo because Han Solo was specifically told not to go back and save him. And for all I know, because they don't really say this is what got Solo out of the pilot program. Because in the movie Solo, which I was just watching. <laughs> Um, the, the guy, you know, Woody Harrelson asked him, how did you end up in the infantry? <laughs> Cause he's like, I'm a, I'm a pilot. He's like, how'd you end up in the infantry? He's like, cause I think for myself. Um, and yeah, so I'm like, was this that moment? Um, it's a, don't it's know. a red flag on his, you know, or mark on his, on his file. <laughs> but bottom line is that means Valence is going to go on to owe a debt to Solo. So even though Valence doesn't ever really ally himself with apparently anything after this, um, I mean, he's got friends though, and Solo is someone—not necessarily a friend—but he feels he owes. So when he gets a message from the rebellion that they need help, he's willing to do it for Solo. Then that actually takes us to the new, to where we are in the now time. Yeah, just before that, is, I he gets one more thing, and uh, I think yeah, you're, you're experiencing this, um, or you were before we started this call. Uh, that there are some pieces of Han Solo. We talked about it. It's interesting that these are all happening like this. Um, between the Solo movie, between Star Wars comic issue number 12, where we find out some of Solo's heroics that were... Uh, yeah. yeah. I say unnecessary. Unnecessary for, for him personally. Like, it wasn't to save himself. He could have just flown away. Yeah, he risked um, and it was his the life. same thing save. here. He yeah. came back for Valence. And, yeah. you know, you think about it this way... Solo, you know, is a great pilot. Solo is obviously a good fighter. There's a good chance, and we don't know this for sure, but there's a good chance that he's the number two cadet because Valance said he's the he's the top cadet. Oh yeah, um, the, oh they yeah, they they to, make they yeah. rank him. They called him top cadet. Valence. Yeah. Um and I I think yeah I think Valance said something along the lines that oh now you think you're the top cadet so yeah Solo must be up there so something like that which means you know if Solo had just taken off. 
Um, he would be the number one cadet in the in the current. He'd be the guy, but Navy, he thinks like, for himself, dude. But he but he went back for him, um, which is something I well, think that's really, me really something... pushing Solo's character to say that you know that yeah. whole Solo is a really good guy, um, even though yeah, and but he's going to survive. Well, He'll still shoot first, but <laughs> heck yeah, yeah. So the now story. Um, so here we are years later, and this is when we get to the time period between Empire and Return of the Jedi. Um, the bounty hunters are basically all at war with each other. Um, Valence has a bounty out on his head. Meanwhile, he's trying to collect bounties because he's broke. Meanwhile, everyone wants Han Solo, and they're all mad because they found out that Boba Fett got him first. Yep. And so that's where we're at. In we, the world. we start off with Valence being uh, ambushed, a friend, you know, or a contact who he, who claims to be his friend betrays him. Yeah. And the young assassin tries to get him. An interesting, but kind of shady hut bar with a two yeah. minimum, you know, that kind of place. The big fight, you get to see just how tough Valence is. And bottom line, he ends up on his ship, which I love his well, ship, by the well, way, the Broken Ring. He, but something else happened here. I, yeah, I didn't want to do an entire walkthrough of everything, but. No, we don't have what, to do an what are you entire thinking? walkthrough of everything. What, what are you thinking? We've got some characters to mention here. Um, so, yeah, he Ooh. was betrayed um, by this guy, and, and this. Uh, who's a. Uh, what did they call him? They called him a. a he's bondsman. not Lobot, but he looks like Lobot. Yeah, he got those. He's got those things. He called him a bondsman. Um, he kind of reminds me of of Grief Karga. Like he he. His name is, I can't pronounce is Safak, S Y P H A C C Safak. I had that, and somewhere else, I thought that the the because that's what I have. Uh, yeah, S Y P H A C C. But somewhere else, when I was reading, I thought I yeah, had his him. name pr- written some a different way. It was weird. Um, I don't know that we need to take time with that character, though. No, that's because I think the more important part is this character attacked him. The the young guy who's like I'm the hut's number one killer. Yeah, Honda or someone. Tasu. Well, Tasu Leach hires uh, Hondra. Hondra's the one who. No, Hondra's the one who calls him. Hondra's Hondra's the rebel guy that calls him later on. Kondra's his buddy. Kondra's the rebel. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're Tasu right. Tasu right, Leech right. attacked uh, You're right. So Tasu Leech. Yeah. Tasu Who's Leech? Tasu Leech? Tasu Leech is the who leader. Who are you going to tell that to? We're going to tell that to Kanja Club. And if you tell that to Kanja Club. Yeah. Tell that you to are Kanja telling Club. that. You're right. Tasu, Tasu Leech. Leech. Um, so we see a young Tasu Leech here. Yeah. It's awesome. Um, and we find yeah. out that Tasu Leech. we also see Valence. Even though Tasu Leech is the top assassin for the Huts. He comes yeah. cheaper than Fennec Shand. Yeah, I love that nod too. So just little, you know, there's um, all these little pieces here that I really like. Oh, there's, um, there's actually a ton of stuff in here. And there was another piece that bothered me at first. Um, they said translated from Jablosian, J-A-B-L-O-S-I-A-N, um, and I was like, you yeah. know, this is uh, most of the humans in Star Wars speak basic. Um, even most of the aliens in Star Wars speak basic, and there's not a lot of translating. Yeah. And I was really concerned that they said that he speaks some other language. I was like, you know, it just seemed like an extra piece that they threw in there that was unnecessary. Um, I didn't. I, didn't I think you're it. nitpicking, and we're not going to get through three uh, issues. We'll be okay. The reason <laughs> I bring it up is that once I realized Why? who Tasu Leech was, we find out that they you're don't okay speak it? basic in The Force That's Awakens. True. 
And that's where that's the That's right. Tell that to Conja Club. It was actually a full. Oh, okay. I see. It was see, a, I don't remember The Force Awakens that well. <laughs> yeah, you gotta, you gotta watch it. Um, so then so now he gets, Condra calls him. Yes. Condra calls him and says, we need help. There's a, there's a, uh, a there's a stranded, uh, rebel division. And this ties into the other comic books. Well, no, it's one transport that mysteriously drops out of hyperspace. Don't know why. Uh, go get it. And he's like, okay, I will. But he's doing it basically because he feels like he owes solo. And he goes there because the guy's like, thank you. He's like, I'm not doing it for you. And he goes there. And what does he find? He finds some of my favorite ships in all of Star Wars that I think are only shown in. Are they in Rebels? They're, they're definitely in Clone Wars. They have That's to be in the, Rebels. Uh, well, I mean, that, they're not going to change. Well, I know Hondo Naka's in Rebels, but I don't know if his ships are. But they look like actual flying saucers. I love them so much. Yeah. Yeah. So he drops out of hyperspace, and there's the rebel transport, and it's under attack by these. Uh, what is that? Uh, what is that species called that Hondo is? Um, oh know. shoot, I forgot. But they're under they're attack pirates. by these guys. And, <laughs> yeah, like, which yeah, pirates. and they're they're the they're the Onaka clan. Yeah. Um. So yeah, these are the old. Uh, uh, this is the what's left over of Anaka's crew, which of course leaves a very big question: What the heck happened to Hondo? It is interesting because even at one point in this, they, the guy says, "You know, you weren't old enough to remember when Hondo was in charge." Yeah, um, um, the weak ways is what they're called. And if you don't remember what a weak way is, a weak way was the guy behind Luke on Return of the Jedi poking him when he was on the diving board. Yeah, and what's what's interesting to me? Way. Maybe that was Hondo. Um, <laughs> What's interesting to me the Club. is that they these these guys are the whole like you're not old enough to know what it was like when Honda was around. Empire yeah. wasn't that long after Rebels. Yeah, but the last time we see Rebel last time we see Hondo, he doesn't appear to be with the pirates anymore. He's working it looks like. Uh, I'll have to go back and rewatch, but yeah. he was he was with them in that last attack on um, on whatever planet uh, Ezra, Ezra's from. What was that? Lithal. Um He was with them in that attack. I was right. Anyway, right. hold on a second. I knew it. 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 Okay. okay. I just found the spot. I'm, I'm I'm scanning through the comic as, as we're we're talking, and I don't know if this is just a yeah. typo. Um, when when he first when Valance first shows up to this club. And he approaches the the guy. He says, "You were saying something about a rancor." And then he says, "It's it's spelled S P Y H A C C." Yeah, like like spy hack. Oh. But in the beginning, when they first okay. mention his name, it's spelled S. It's yeah. spelled S Y P. So I don't know where the typo is. We don't actually know this character's name right now. Um, so oh, well. somebody somebody messed up two letters. We're gonna find out. It's important. I well, knew the, I read that somewhere. Okay. Anyway, I'm sorry. When Valence jumps in here, yeah, Valence jumps yeah, in. Yeah, his ship gets blown apart pretty quick. This was weird. so I went physics way. on this. Um, it starts to get sh- to shot up pretty bad, but then he's like, "I'm good." Basically, it's like a like a shuttle. He can release the two arms of his ship, and the center yeah. pod can fly by itself, which I thought was cool. Except, yeah. If that's like the hyperspace ring, if there's any movement to that in space, and I know this is fantasy and not science fiction, it's going to keep on going. (laughs) 
Spaces of that. Yeah. Nothing to stop it. Nothing to slow and it. He slams, it he, he slams onto the ship, and things ain't right on the ship. But, um, again, I don't know how much time we want to spend on, like, these individual storylines. So, bottom line is the weak way. They've well, captured... Um, him slamming into the ship is important. Okay. Because this commander let him in. Uh, yeah. I don't know why. What was that guy's name? I can't remember. Uh, Hill. I don't either. I don't know that he did, like, because he, I wonder if, the like, his second in command Somebody did it, because did it, his yeah. crew does not seem to do what he says. Yeah. Um, and the, they're probably good. got good instincts on that. Yeah. Um, uh, per, so he, Hill he does Purpura. manage to get on board the ship. Yeah. Hail Purpura. Hail. And, you know, so Valence gets on the ship. Purpura puts him in jail. And then he and, says um, something. The weak way. The, he says something right here that I thought you thought would find interesting. What did he say? He says, sorry for the kiddos listening. He says, what in the hells are you doing on my ship? I did. Yeah, there's our Star Wars religion. So he's got a multiple hells. Um, so what yeah, does that mean? I thought that was uh, interesting. See him past um, the first marker. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. So this guy's already acting kind of like a jerk because we know yeah. Valence like, look, man, I was sent here to help you, and now I'm in jail, and he leaves his private there. Uh, anyway, the the Onaka gang um, are well, like that's why he does the, the guy. Yeah, the guy. What I already forgot. It, Hale says, uh, you know, I'm gonna surrender the ship to the Onaka gang, um, <clears throat> and you know, this is a bad idea. And the private Valence is able to talk the private into letting him out. So what ends up happening is is basically a running battle as the uh, Onaka gang. First, he actually gets his hands on a Tie Fighter or an X Wing. We haven't actually and mentioned he goes out who's there. with the Onaka gang here either. Oh yeah, there's a bounty hunter we know. <laughs> Pretty major bounty hunter. Probably my least favorite bounty hunter. Yeah, Dengar's with them. Dengar, but and he's, Dengar he... always looks like a broken down old man who's like a mummy. Yeah, but um, he's, he's looking like he's a like he looks a little bit. Uh... It looks like he's going to be a little bit better here. Like, we're getting a little bit more story to Dengar. So, well, they're trying to make him tough, is my guess, because he, he's like, I'm the only one who can who can beat Valence, and I, I have, and I don't know what he's talking about. Oh, but, if you um, can make it as a bounty hunter anyway. in Star Wars Galaxy, you got to be worth something. Um, I guess. So, the, I mean, so the, yeah. And, so, so that's where we're at. He gets out, he's on the X-Wing, and he starts running some attack runs, which are really awesome. Um, yeah, I love comic book space. So where did that R two? Where did where did his astromech come from? Was that with him on his other ship? Because those two seem to have a bond already. Yeah, I think but I T- thought I'm, it was I'm, a rebel astromech. I'm fairly certain T six is his because otherwise there's no okay. reason that T six would have gone with him and obeyed. Yeah, because he gives him that really command. bizarre command. Yeah. Um, where he's like, you know, as soon as you know, so he he starts well, handing so, yeah. it to the. Uh, to the Anaka gang, but it's not going to be enough. So he's got this alternative plan, and he's like, "All right, as soon as I'm, basically, he leaves the ship." Um, he says, "I want you to jump to hyperspace and broadcast this transmission." And it turns out it's all a ploy. It's pretty cool. But when he leaves the ship, which I assume he can only survive because he is a cyborg. Um, this is cool though because ordinarily all you can see of him being a cyborg is his hand his yeah. his left hand looks metal and his left eye is you know clearly a cyborg um, but as he's out in space the skin starts to degrade Everything on him starts to peel away 
Yeah, and he starts looking more and more terrifying throughout this, and that was a really, really cool touch. It becomes almost a um, horror story. He go, he becomes almost like yeah. full Terminator, and there are parts where, even though he's got a bunch of metal parts, he's still able to like sneak up on guys, and he's just he is menacing looking. Um, and yeah, and, and that's you know. that's what happens. So the Naka gang takes the ship, and we find out that the Hale, the commander, the rebel commander, is actually dun 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 in league and he's going to sell the rebel codes to the empire yeah. and that's actually the hall that the gang is there to get but dingar was the only one who knew about it it's interesting and he was their prisoner anyway uh bottom line is yeah like tim said so now valence is secretly back on the ship and he's hunting these guys and it is sweet it was weird that he was able to jump off his ship so fast and get on the I, other ship yeah I'd, i thought that part was a little bit I'd, strange um, it didn't seem real, yeah. Yeah, like there wasn't enough time but, that That's what he did. But he he did. jumped <laughs> out of an X-Wing onto the side of a transport ship. So somehow he needed that. And yeah, I was... did like the part where uh, he led the guys into the airlock. Yeah. <laughs> and then he closes the door, and they're like, hey, let us out. And he says, okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and he back, back sends them out into space. And he does. So he just that, that art, though, again, back to the art, it is so disturbing because... The next image is those two guys dead in space, and it's yes. a close-up on one of them. Yeah. Um, so, wow. I mean, There's it, a lot of scenes know, in here like if that. If you read the Bounty Hunters book, you got to know what you're getting into. They're not, yeah, they're rough. They're not too, um, and there's yeah, one so. scene where, because he has these things, these palm blasters, because he's a cyborg, and it, it's kind of an Iron Man type thing. But he grabs these two guys from behind, and I guess he sets off the palm blaster at the same time because, it's like, he lights them on fire and slams them into the floor at the same time. No, they were. It, like, it is really cool artwork. I think he put them over two like there were like two burners or something that he put them on top of. I thought he set off his blasters while holding them. I don't know, but it was cool looking. Um, so either way, bottom line is Valence. Valence um, is able to basically free the ship, um, and in the middle of the fight, Valence does find himself in danger. Now, that private who let him out of his cell, I don't know if we're going to see her again. I forgot her name, but she was a big part of this. But Dengar actually saves Valence at one point. Because apparently Dengar owes money to Valence, and he was like, this makes us even, and then Valence proceeds to beat the tar out of him. <laughs> Which I thought was awesome. It was all really so that whole, the only that whole exchange I thought was really bizarre because if the guy had just killed Valence, then he wouldn't have owed him. Like everything was weird about this. Yes, uh, the whole, yeah, the whole. Well, the the Onaka gang. I think because they, they kept saying we're going to kill you, Dangar. You know, and yeah. he's in handcuffs the whole time. So I think he's like, I have a better chance of surviving Valence than I do of surviving these guys. Yeah, that's so I think that's why he did that. And, and I think, um, and, that was my, and, he, and it turns out he was right. And I didn't, I didn't notice the cuffs until the end. Um. Because I actually got to a point where I was like, yeah. where did he get cuffs from? And then, you know, I'd be kind of backtracking. I was like, oh. Yeah, if you go back and look, it, it, it's not noticeable. You're right. But he, he is always just sitting there, and they're always telling him they're going to kill him. Yeah. Um, he's like, no, you need me alive. Um, so I found it very confusing because, all right, so see if I'm right here. Dengar and Dengar leaves somehow. Dengar um, is taken. I guess. Dengar is taken. The, by who? By Valence? By Valence. Dengar is on the floor okay. of the ship that Valence is flying out at the very end. I didn't understand this part either. Uh, so the droid that takes the X-Wing then broadcasts a signal to Forlom and, and Zuckus. 
And somehow that causes the Rebel Alliance to show up. He brought it, so it, it comes out of this area and broadcasts a signal on the Bounty Hunter Guild channel. Oh, because the, the Rebels can tent. monitor that, but they can't rub, They can't use their own. Yes, the intent ah, is Ah, that it. actually makes sense. Yeah, and that's... Valence so is trying to get and, the message out without using the Rebel code. Yeah, Zuckus they and Corlon just happen to it. pick it up. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that's actually really cool. So then the other one, I'm not sure I understand. <laughs> um, what happens to Hale? Is this how the Empire ends up with the Rebel Codes? Did he no. escape? And did the weak did the did the lead Weequay escape? The head of the Anaka gang. I don't. Who's a female, by the yes. way, which I didn't get until halfway through that. Yeah, the head. Yeah, because they said something about that. Um, no, the head. But she was scary and all that. Yeah, she escaped, or she got. Away oh, from yeah, the, 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 the late the the private hits the hits Hale on the back of the head with a pipe. Yes. So he doesn't escape. He does not. Um, he's, so he's where we end up? So she says some of us is believe. now the Rebel Alliance. Yeah, the Rebel Alliance has shown up to to help this transport, and of course, all this ties back into how Valence and you know back then had been abandoned by the Empire, and Solo had risked his life and ultimately his career and everything to go back and get him against Imperial you know yep. protocol, and now he's seeing the Rebels do the opposite, that they they come in to save this one transport ship, um, but where it's located is between I think Corellia and Terminus. And the reason why this is called the Terminus Gauntlet is because it's a lane that is okay. highly trafficked by pirates. Aha, see, I figured that out. Um, so I guess that, that travel corridor is very, very dangerous. Because um, the gauntlet, you know, for those of you not familiar with the term, it's when you have to run through, I don't know. I, I'm, I always think of it from the Native American point of view where you had to run through a line of people and they would beat you as you ran past them. Um, so you're running the gauntlet. Um, but anyway, so this is the Terminus Gauntlet. Um, so, yeah, that's the story in a nutshell. Yeah. Um, and then Sproul you want to talk favorite moments? You want to talk major details? They're there. Um, well, the next issue of this, and I, I'll say in advance, I don't know if this is the official cover. Um, it shows Bosk right away. Did you see that? Yeah. Or it appears to be Bosk. I wasn't I a did. big fan of this cover. He looks, he looks less like they've been working really hard to make the. Are they Trandogians? I keep forgetting the. Yeah, they are. Um, to make them look scarier. They've been making them look. Yeah, more and more menacing and bigger and rougher and in this more one he beast like he just doesn't. He looks I don't well, know. I, I was it's funny you say that because you write a in Yeah, in the comic books I don't I almost don't even recognize Transdotions, but in Mandalorian, episode two, season one, he gets attacked by like four Trandoshans. Yeah. That's the first time I think we see the uh the disintegration rifle. Um yeah. or maybe that's episode one. But yeah, it might have been episode. No, it was episode two because he's taking the baby through there. So it wasn't the first time we saw the rifle. Yeah. But anyway, but the bottom line is there's there are Trandoshans there, and they look like the guys from uh, from Empire. They look like Bosk from Empire Strikes Back. Right. So I don't I don't know. But the this, comics maybe are just taking a lot of license with them. Um, but this image anyway. looks a little bit more like Bosk, like a little bit thinner, smaller, not as big and and scary as they're making him look. But Bosk has been well. Go back and. So yeah, that's and we'll go back and watch. Um, there's a 
there's an episode of Clone Wars about the Trandoshans hunting grounds where they would uh, kidnap younglings and like a rite of passage for the Trandoshans is to kill younglings. But their second favorite people to kill are, are Wookiees. Uh, because they they see Wookies as almost their physical equals, so they love fighting hand to hand and Wookies. In in an episode of Clone Wars, I can't remember what it was called, um, but there is a scene where Wookies come to help Ahsoka and these younglings get away from these Trandoshans, and you do see the Trandoshans and the Wookies are pretty evenly matched physically. Um, so that's kind of a cool little comparison. Yeah, uh, and we see that actually in one of the bounty hunter comics, where the guy, Alf Afra's buddy, um, the Wookiee, do um, you actually see oh, Vosk like uh, start to fight that guy? Stan. Yeah, yeah, something like that. <laughs> yeah, we, we actually see Bosk and him like get hands on each other before they stop because she pulls a blaster. But anyway, um, so favorite moment or favorite details? Are we missing? Um, I think in this. Overall, in in this whole, I mean, really in this whole comic book uh, set, but in this series, there's a lot of fan service, um, which I really enjoyed because it, it it's all stuff that makes sense. Um, it's kind of fan service done right. Like we start to see, you know, all right, if Hondo had shown up, you know, it might be a little bit, you know, we wouldn't expect Hondo to be as, yeah, he's he's sort of ruthless, ruthless. but he's still Hondo. But but the Onakas in general are obviously willing to be. Um, but we had them, we had yeah. Dengar, we had um, just a, a mention of Fennec Shand, Tasu Leech, but it all kind of fit and made sense where they happened to be. Um, and like, Galaxy is huge, yeah. but when there's so much stuff happening in us... Oh, and, and not to it, mention... They, they mentioned... Um, Dengar mentions that Jabba... Or yeah, he he's wondering if Boba Fett's had a chance to take Solo to Jabba yet. Yeah, and actually, he says, "I bet he's already he, got him in carbonate, carbonite in 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 Jabba's palace." He said, "By now, he's which probably we know got he doesn't." That. He said, "By now, he's probably got that carbonite to Jabba because I think they know he's in yeah, carbonite." So, um, but he said, yep. "By now, he's probably got him there." Yeah, so it was. A so that was kind of cool. A lot of little pieces, um, so you know exactly where you are in the timeline, exactly where you are in the story. Um, you get to see some of these yep. other characters. I'll tell you this: the Bounty Hunter books overall are not my favorite of the of the comic books coming out right now. Um, yeah, you know they're they're telling these side stories, and honestly, right now the Star Wars books, the Darth Vader books, the Doctor Aphra books, um, but especially the Star Wars and the Darth Vader are giving us more of our true story that we want to read, that Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi, stuff that's happening in the middle of the characters that we, you know, know and love. Yeah. So when we're talking comparatively, yeah. obviously I'm going to like those books more, but... Um, I haven't read those except for the Star Wars ones, and I, I like these a lot. I like them. But, um, I mean, just these not... are pretty simple, just, just, yeah. And I like the backstory about Solo a lot, too. The backstory about Solo is cool. But, yeah... What's your favorite moment? Let's get our favorite moments out there. Um, I, I think my favorite moment, honestly, I think my favorite moment has to be Solo. I think it has to be Solo coming back and us getting more of that Solo is a good guy who doesn't want to let people know he's a good guy, but he's going to do what's right, period. And I, I love that. That was actually, yeah, my favorite was seeing him in the cockpit of a TIE fighter. There you go. Yeah, I mean, a, a TIE fighter. A, yeah, a TIE fighter. Um, that just, like, that 
totally threw me off. That's why I went back and started watching the movie solo. I'm like, wait a minute. How long was he a pilot? And then, of course, he does mention being thrown out of the Naval Academy um, for being a free thinker. Um, so that was my favorite moment, too, was seeing seeing him as a TIE fighter pilot. Now, we do have to mention, oh, and, right. and we didn't, and it's 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 important to mention it, um, but there are two other characters who show up, and you probably had no idea who these two characters were. <laughs> Did you get bothered by the side story of the two women? There's, there are two women, um, um, Tonga and um, yeah. We didn't Nosha. even mention that story. Well, and the reason we didn't because no, I don't. I don't know what's going you on don't know there. Who they are. So, so Tonga and Losha are from earlier in the series. Um, and they're and married. There were, there were attacks, and we're we're looking. <laughs> you know, basically, you're you're one of them went missing, and the other was was searching for her because it's it's the wife and they want to find and know, I don't know if they use husband and wife term or not, whatever they use um, in star Wars universe. Yeah. Um, yeah. Her spouse is missing. The spouse is missing. And so she goes to find her spouse. Right. Yeah. And they can't. And it's so finally they, oh, they who's the guy with the, who's the blind guy. The one with the neck suit. Hello? I don't know his name. Um, they do. I wondered it, if it I, was the guy from Rogue One, but I guess not. I don't remember. No, no, he died before so. this. Never yeah, mind. He died way before. Yeah, this. he's been dead a um, long time before this. Never mind. So basically, yeah, the, the next two, which is up. a nod to the Phantom Menace. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna come the back. Clone, Attack of the Clones. What's the next two? Are you talking about? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I they're gonna come back up. They were in yeah. the first six <laughs> issues of this comic book, um, but then, and I keep forgetting which one it is. I, I don't remember which one it is that was lost and which one goes to goes to find. Um, uh, Tonga was was the one that was injured and lost, and Losha goes to to find her, and so now they're off to go back on their quest that they were on, which has to do with what happened in the first uh, five or six issues. So the, the the earlier story applies to them, and then they separated, and so yeah, they still wanted to continue. They're, powerful people. They're supposed to be just a. They're, they're supposed to be part of the story, and they're going to come back to their story. I assume Valence is going to run back into them, because yeah. Valence is really our, our primary bounty hunter throughout this whole thing. Um, but because yeah. they had them in the original, the earlier yep. stories, if you just read 8, 9, and 10, you would have looked at this, and and, and I assume that you did this. You were like, yeah, what the who heck? are these it has characters, nothing to do with and the other why are they there? Yeah. Um, which is why we held them off, because they weren't part of the main storyline of this story arc, but they're going to come back into play... Um, I assume later on, so you know what's going on, or they could, you know, end it. They're like, "Hey, yeah. these, they found each other, and they're off on their mission again." I don't know what they're going to do, but I assume. Oh no, they end back. it with her saying, uh, "I can't get revenge without you." So yeah, they end with back. them they're, they're saying going. that they're going to go off and fight. Right, and I assume we'll see them again. Um, probably not in the next arc, or they're going to be a side story in the next arc while Valence is dealing with apparently Dengar and maybe Bosk. Or maybe Boss will be the piece that brings everybody together. I don't know. Um, we'll find out. He's a uniter. Later. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. So, um, I'm sorry to rush through that. I, if anybody loved those characters, they found each other here, but they didn't really get much time. Like, it wasn't a... a it didn't fit the story um, of really what was going on. It almost would have been better if they had a meanwhile like separate issue instead of putting them like throughout these books. Um, 
Yeah. You know, it just <laughs> for like I said, for anybody, if you were reading the whole comic book series, you know what's going on. But if you're just reading the story arc, then, then you would have been kind of lost on that. So that's that's who they are. Go back and read one through six, one through five, and I think you'll you'll be caught up on that. So today, uh, Doctor Afra number eight dropped. If you don't know Doctor Afra, she's an archaeologist. Uh, in the Star Wars universe, and she partnered up with Darth Vader for a while before Empire Strikes Back, and now she's not partnered up with Darth Vader. Um, it was a really weird, odd kind of relationship. Um, but that issue number eight comes out, or came out today, and we will be talking about that next week on our Force Lore Comics issue, yeah. uh, episode number five. Yeah. And then the week after that, we've got a we've got a guest lined up for March. Or, I'm sorry, for April seventh, that Wednesday, uh, we're going to talk about some vintage comics because next week there are no new Marvel releases. Uh, I think there's an Adventures book coming out. We'll probably have a little chat about that, uh, but really we're going to talk about the vintage books on <clears throat> April seventh. The next Bounty Hunters issue is not far away. It's April fourteenth. It's actually a, a really close uh, call to that because we have a long break between the Darth Vader. And the uh, Star Wars books, which are April 28th and May 12th. So that is that is everything. Um, and I'll tell you what, the first you full week of May, we're going to be busy. May the 4th, um, we've got Bad Batch yeah. coming out. May the 7th, we've got Bad Batch yeah, Episode do. 2 coming out. And May the 5th, yeah. uh, we'll be talking about that Darth Vader issue number 11 book. So there's, there's a lot going on. <laughs> um, speaking of it's the stuff that's upcoming... This week, Friday, um, it'll be late Friday, so a lot of people will probably listen on Saturday, I'm guessing. Uh, but Friday night, we're going to be recording our certain point of view. Certain and point uh, of view. we're going to have game night number two with a special yeah. secret little twist uh, where each of Jim and Tim and Papa Bear are going to bring their own game ideas and challenge the others to these games. Um, and yeah. just see what we can do and, and have a good time. We're also have a little chat about uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, the first episode that came out last week, because we loved it and we want to talk about it. Um, but it'll be it'll be a brief one just to have a little chat. But we're really here to talk about Star Wars, and we're going to have some fun Star Wars gaming. And then, assuming that we're correct, like I said, the sources are becoming more reliable. I still haven't seen the official Disney announcement, which is what makes me uncomfortable saying it but assuming that the Gennady trilogy or the Gennady series for Clone Wars is coming out um, I think everybody's calling it the Tartakovsky whatever they're calling it um, that 2003 is coming out um, then we will be talking about that next Friday but this week game night yay that was a lot of stuff Uh, ladies and gentlemen thank you so much for listening I hope that you enjoyed the information about the Bounty Hunters books, and we're going to talk about Dr. Afra next week, and we're going to talk some other stuff on Friday. So come on out, hang out, and uh, we'll talk to you then. Until then, I'm Tim. And I am Jim. And this is Force Lore Comics. Are we we doing that together like we do on our... No, we're not. From our... From our certain certain point point of view. view. (laughs) Yeah, so we got it. It's still part of the show. This is the way. Yay. This is the way, and we have spoken. Remember. Um, brush twice. The force will be with you. Oh, and the force, that's right. The force will be with you. When? Always. Always. And also with All you. Right.
Eh. It was weird that I said the force will be with you and I said the also with you. Anyway, bye everybody. <laughs>